DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to welcome in the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. Bowler's Weekly Interview is presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. Bowler, good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, do either of you sleep? I think I heard you late into the night on radio. <laughs> I, right now, am slouched in my chair. Are you? With the head on the top of the chair, and it doesn't actually have a headrest. <laughs> My posture right now would get me yelled at if I were under really? the age of 18, but really? I'm not, and no one can stop me, and Yach doesn't care. And Yach doesn't care. Thank you, okay. Yach, for not caring. That's okay. We can bring the energy anyway. Bring the fire. Bring the passion, PK. Hey, hey man, I'm doing push-ups in a commercial break. What are you talking about? Nice. Uh, day <laughs> nice. Beast mode. Improve yeah. my body. I thought of you, PK. I think that was bang a gong, get it on, just coming in off the commercial break. So I figured, you know, that that had to be your pick of the morning. T-Rex, let's get it on, man. T-Rex, that's Jazz right. making a couple of selections. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I love the NBA draft. It's the one that I follow the closest, and it's easy because we see these guys, not all of them now with the uh, – importations i guess of the uh, um, uh european guys we don't see as much although some of our american kids are going overseas on all that but and nevertheless right. we get excited about it jazz come up the thing that i the thing that i found most intriguing is that they went for two guys that one played four years and, and doke and the other one hughes didn't play four years but he was in college for four years because he redshirted as a transfer so he's 22 years old i mean they're still kids in the grand scheme of things but in terms of basketball wise they've got some maturity which leads me to believe that at least in an anticipation of some form of contributions in this very upcoming season you know, when uh, Azubuki spoke last night on that Zoom call, um, I thought that question about his four years, I believe it was by you there, PK, about um, yeah. was he glad he played the four? Was he better prepared, more more mature? And so, you know, in step with your your comment, you know, it doesn't happen a lot, a lot anymore. You, you usually believe that a four-year player – has some sort of, um, uh, let's just say, inability. Uh, doesn't really strike the court of a of a GM, you know, instead of a 18 or 19 year old. But I think in the case of the Jazz, they're looking for a little bit more of a mature player who's been down that road, uh, like Elijah Hughes as well from Syracuse. So, yeah, it was kind of a, a couple of intriguing, um, you know, picks. Um, I still think there's work to be done. Uh, what's amazing, too, is that uh, as a bookie, what do you say, uh, that is the most, the, the best well-known jazz player was Tony Bradley, who was actually then uh, traded to Detroit. And so it's kind of a strange issue, isn't it, that you have one guy in, one guy out, uh, that they know each other. Uh, but it's an opportunity, right, uh, to solidify the bench, another big, you trade one for another. Now you have to wonder what they do with Ed Davis and how active they're going to be on in free agency tomorrow. I'm under the opinion that they would have traded Ed Davis as they could. They needed a roster spot, I think, the way things are going. We'll have to see how things go. But I think right. they needed the roster spot. And you're not going to carry four centers, and they couldn't move Davis, so they had to move Bradley, although they would have preferred to do that, You know, flip those two guys and keep Bradley and move Davis. 
Um, now it's on Azubuike to stay healthy and play. Does it bother you that he missed about 40% of the games that Kansas played in the four years he was at the school? Well, I never like to hear about injury. Um, it's always something that, you know, you always have that what if, you know, in the back of your mind. I mean, the Jazz have had, you know, the Curtis Borchards, uh, you know, I was thinking back of draft picks that didn't work out. Uh, you had uh, the mental health issues with Luther, uh, Luther Wright. So, you know, it's, I'm not sure how this worked this year because of COVID and, Zoom calls and and you know you've got to look at medical records I'm sure so they have to be aware of some of those things that went down um, for Azabuki at KU but um, I don't know it's uh, injuries always concern me you know Rudy had issues with those knees or you know what three years ago but able to bounce back and he's been healthy knock on wood uh, the last you know what two and a half seasons so uh, you hope that's the case. Um, it's it's a difficult thing to bridge, but you know teams try to be prepared for all those things. Look at what happened, Clay Thompson. You know, just when you think it's all back together, and you know the reports aren't good, but uh, you know you hurt one knee and then you you hurt the other the other leg, and that is so common um, when you refocus and rehab. Sometimes you you know the the other leg tends to become weaker so it's it's a bizarre thing this game's tough i mean you know football is one thing basketball pivot turns big guys uh have more issues uh than not uh trying to stay on the floor so let's hope he stays healthy and the jazz medical staff uh, has the right you know magical you know what do you call that the old days with gary briggs the magic spray if only it were as simple as magic spray. A, <laughs> like, bottle, a bottle of magic spray. I, I love that. It sounds good. Sure. <laughs> I'm up for some magic spray. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's science. Let's go with that. Uh, I'm curious what you think it, or what you know, if anything, about Elijah Hughes. Because a lot of Jazz fans, as soon as they picked a big guy, Twitter was full of people with all these wing guys on the board. Now, Maybe they just like Elijah Hughes more than these other guys. I mean, Bain shoots the lights out, but maybe they don't think he's athletic enough. And, you know, Bay's been improving as a three-point shooter at Colorado, but people still have their questions there. Did it, Did they get the right wing guy? Do you have any idea, or how do you judge the defensive ability of a guy who is playing in a matchup zone anyway? Yeah, no, that's a great, great point. I don't know much about Elijah Hughes except for what's written, I, you know, I heard of him because he was uh, led the ACC, you know, in scoring at a little over 19 points a game. And plus, the Jazz, like anyone, PK and DJ, they're intrigued with size and length. And he's six six, so that gives you automatically the wing that you think that can guard and uh, can fill those passing lanes with uh, with length. So, you know, he's an All ACC first team selection. Should be obviously because of his scoring ability. But other than that, it's it's really hard. He kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, on the other the other draft boards had, you know, the the Arizona, the Washington kid, the Colorado kid, and uh, it, you know sometimes the Jazz don't they surprise most of us every year with kind of that unknown pick. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing a developmental player for now, along with Azabuki. So that kind of makes me think that they've got bigger plans. Um, 
Obviously, they need to fill out a roster uh, with the second team. Jordan Clarkson uh, comes to mind as the most important cog with that second unit. Then again, the money that has to be spent uh, to uh, to appease Donovan and Rudy Gobert, unless they go a different direction um, with Gobert. I would think that Donovan is here to stay as long as he wants, uh, guys. So, but. The other thing I talked about last night, I'm still interested in the transition period from the Miller family to the Ryan Smith family. Uh, you know, who's making those calls in a very um, interesting time to say go, spend, uh, because ultimately it becomes Ryan Miller, excuse me, Ryan Smith's responsibility uh, to take those paychecks under his belt and pay out. So I don't know how aggressive he's going to be or what the league actually allows during this transition time before they actually okay okay the sale. Uh, but that's intriguing because the Jazz are going to have to spend a lot of money in a very short period of time as we get close to opening the season up. Um, we got a Zoom call later this morning. I'm hoping I hear something about schedule. I'm not sure about preseason games. Camp opens up, uh, what, on uh, December 1st. Here it is. Uh, the 19th of November, and it's upon us. And we just had a draft, and we're still waiting for free agency. Uh, and we know most of the trades uh, wasn't as active as I thought last night, but it's still there was some movement. And I'm anxious to see where this goes over the next uh, you know couple of days. I'm wondering what would be your guess for next season, this season, I mean, coming up. How many first- or second-year guys – will be in uniform during games oh man that's 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 a good one pk i mean you look at the bench as we know it now it looks like several um dj made the point about ed davis if you can move five million dollar contract you know if not then that's a roster spot you know Conley's there uh a vet you know donovan joe bogey i don't see much happening with the starters rotation-wise, but you never know if there's a blockbuster trade. If it is, it's a veteran, right? So I see the bench, unless, again, they bring a veteran uh, bench player and uh, to ride alongside Jordan Clarkson, that you're still going to have probably uh, those groupings from 9, 10, 11, maybe 12, or 10, 11, and 12 are going to be young guys the Jazz continue to try to develop, uh, much like the Spurs, PK. I mean, th- there's a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot of similarities in trying to find that player who someone else overlooked, and then you turn them into, um, you know, Patty Mills, uh, so to speak. And and you know, there's always been somebody down there in San Antonio that you know rifles the shot in uh, because of Popovich, and we'll see if the Jazz had that same luck. Uh, with like a kid like uh, Hughes, Azabuki, as big as he is, and some of the injuries, as you mentioned, PK, DJ, I'm not real sure how this works, but I don't see him as the backup um, to, to, to go bear on a consistent basis. I see him as a, a developmental big with potential to take, you know, strides in the system. And that's why I think, you know, the free agent market, there's still something that uh, is going to come out of that. That's interesting because I do see him as the backup. And you're right. They might go get a backup and, and move Ed Davis. Um, that, that could happen. 
But I kind of feel like Ezebuike is going to check in late in the first quarter for Rudy in the opener. Yeah. You know, if that's the case, the Jazz save money, which they don't want to go over the cap, that would be the answer, right? And so you pay the Supermax or as close as you can to what uh, Rudy Gobert is going to demand, command, and the uh, max extension out to Donovan Mitchell. And as a bookie, maybe, you know, well, what they did, they traded down, right? So you saved about a quarter million dollars in a rookie contract deal. Uh, And he's 7'1", 280. I know he plays hard. That was, you know, everyone talked about that last night. But, again, uh, I would say, like Tony, Tony had to reshape his body somewhat. I'm sure as a bookie who said he played around 285, 280, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, some discussion about, you know, body size, shape, the NBA versus college and trying to keep him on the floor. So all of it's intriguing, man. I really do. You know, I just listened to Gordy Chiesa late last night, and, you know, he was a proponent of probably – you know, someone that there's some bigs that are available, but again, at what expense? Um, it's it, that's that's going to be intriguing to see if the Jazz are going to spend or pretty much stay put because they do have two players they have to take care of financially, and Jordan Clarkson, mind you. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about Clarkson and number one in terms of priority list. Well, I would think you've got, you know, that second unit, PK, look what happened last year, man. It, the Jazz were 29th, if I'm not mistaken, in the league in bench scoring and productivity. And then they make the deal, and I know it was tough for Dennis to, to see Dante go because there's always this incredible talk and hope that he was going to be uh, the guy and a, and, a, and a player that could actually play some starter minutes as well. But injuries, again, I mean, Look, the guy could never stay on the floor, and the body just didn't uh, couldn't handle the the rigors of the NBA. They they work a deal with Cleveland, and somehow they get Jordan Clarkson out of this, and he just absolutely turned the light switch on. He was given a green light by Q, and you know his shot. He he was a heavy um, uh, in, in sense of field goal attempts. The green light. He was going popping fifteen shots a night on average, and that was okay with Quinn. But also, look, he never let the dribble go. He was like a Steve Nash. He searched, he searched, he looked. He's a more physical guy, had some outside ability and, and drive to drive inside. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a heck of a deal to get him. So I can't imagine them letting him slip away because he was such a big impact. And those are rare finds, as you guys know, uh, to get a sixth man that has that much ability that can actually slide in as a starter if necessary. So, yeah, I would think he'd be on top of the list to appease. Other other teams are going to be after him. And I think you have to hope that he feels like he's got a home here. And he enjoys – I know he enjoys playing with these guys. But, again, money talks, as we all know. Uh, Buller, were there any other teams in the West that you felt like uh, really either impressed you or uh, really you thought failed? Did anything change in the playoff race, essentially, other than uh, the obvious one, if the Warriors have lost Clay Thompson, then oh, that's massive. Huge. Yeah. No, San Antonio, I thought at 11, picked up a pretty good player in uh, Devin uh, Vassell, I believe. He's the Florida State kid. Um he can shoot lights out. Um, you know, it's it's hard because this draft didn't really have 
PK and DJ, the the high level. It was almost like choose your flavor, you know, at Baskin Robbins. It was it was like who do you need? What looks good? There wasn't a clear cut, you know, decision. Uh, Lamelo Ball falls to three. You know, he's going to play for Jordan Charlotte uh, Hornets. He's a playmaker, but again, a lot of discussion about his ability to shoot the ball from his chest. You know, doesn't get a high release. Uh, Minnesota goes with Anthony Edwards, but. Uh, Minnesota was intriguing. They made a lot of moves, but I'm still not sure. i got to study the roster more on what really they did. Uh, in the sense of, I think, veteran moves, free agent moves, trade moves, or trade moves and free agent moves to be, I think the whole West is just a buzzsaw again. I mean, I hate to say that to Jazz fans, but you know, Ricky Rubio is on the move uh, again to Minnesota. Uh, OKC... Young making a lot of uh, daring moves along with Phoenix, and I think the probably the biggest news as we come uh, as this day progresses, you know, Golden State was supposed to be kind of right in that mix again with everyone healthy, and now you got a Clay injury, a Clay Thompson injury. So, um, you know, you got to you got to try to stay you know pace and and the way the league's going to do it, there's still going to be those play-in games, but. I don't think Jazz fans want to hear, boy, we're going to fight for eighth, ninth, or a tenth spot, you know, to try to find our way into the playoffs. It's that next step that's the most, <clears throat> pardon me, the most difficult. And um, I think there's got to be some movement for the Jazz to solidify that. The one good thing is Bogdanovich is healthy and he's back, and the Jazz still were able to nearly knock, well, they should have knocked off Denver in the first round, but lost after a 3 1 lead to the Nuggets. Uh, so Bogey's back healthy. That will help. That's 20 plus the three-point shot that he's got. But I think the Jazz still have to add a piece, uh, if not two, to really uh, be on that front porch of uh, com- you know to be really competitive, competitive in the top four in the West. Bowler, we appreciate a few minutes as always, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Be safe. Thanks. Craig Bolojack's weekly interview presented by University of Utah Health, trusted healthcare provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours with 16 neighborhood health centers. U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz.